Chaz is an ice guy, it seems to be working. Raven spends all the time dancing and twerking. Marvin is a catfish I've known from the get-go. Sam's in the corner, snogging a gecko. Tamira does makeup, it could get pretty graphic. Oliver was late because the bitch was stuck in traffic. Jen and I are rocking in the candy shop. We're one big circle family. Until one of us gets blocked. Do you know more about the Real Housewives than you do about your own family? Do you have strong opinions about Cody Brown's move to Flagstaff? I know I do. If that also sounds like you, then this is the podcast for all your reality TV pleasures. Recaps of episodes, reality TV gossip, and whatever I may feel like sprinkling in between. So come along with me, your host Catherine, on my adventures in reality TV. Hello, everybody. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Episode 20! Holy moly! Can you believe it? We not only did it 10 times, but we did it 10 times again. Uh, Thank you so, so much, everybody, for listening to the podcast over 20 episodes so far. That really means so much to me. When I started this podcast in August, I did not expect at all that I would get so many listeners. Um, I was not expecting for people to find the podcast and enjoy it. I <laughs> This week I was looking on the Sister Wife subreddit and I saw a post from a couple weeks ago about podcasts and I've seen these posts before on subreddits plenty of times about shows that I like and someone had actually mentioned Adventures in Reality TV as a podcast they really enjoy and recommend to other people to listen to. So that really made me feel smitten as a kitten, and thank you to whoever that was that suggested the podcast. Um, also, thank you to the people who have reached out and suggested shows or let me know what they're watching so far. Um, I've heard from people talking about Married at First Sight. Um, some also people have been saying they've been watching old episodes of Sister Wives. I think with this last season coming out, a lot of people have been brought into the Sister Wives fandom. Um, You know, because clearly Sister Wives has been in the news quite a bit with all of Cody's wives leaving him. And I know I'm not too familiar with it on TikTok. I have a TikTok, but I don't really follow any Sister Wives stuff on there. But I guess a lot of people are making Sister Wives content on Sister Wives and talking, or on TikTok and talking about it there. Um, which I think is bringing a lot of people into the Sister Wives fold as well. And then, you know, the fun doesn't stop. What we heard last week, TLC dropped a trailer for um, the new show Seeking Brother Husbands. I am so excited. Now, I remember a few years back, they had came out with the show Brother Husbands, which ended up only being like a three- was it one episode, two episodes? It was only like a couple episode special uh, about a woman and her two husbands, I think she had. They were so unforgettable, kind of weird people. I, I mean, <laughs> kind of weird people. I think that's the understatement of the century for when it comes to this stuff. However, or <laughs> the channel of TLC in general. But I will say, I think with those people... I don't know. They just didn't make good TV, I don't think. And maybe 
we were at a different time. People weren't quite as adapted to sister wives yet. And so they weren't ready to see sister or brother husbands. Frankly, I'm a progressive. I'm a visionary. I've been waiting for brother husbands since 2010 when sister wives premiered. So for me, uh, it's long overdue and I cannot wait to watch. I have never watched Seeking Sister Wives. However, I've heard really, really good things about it. And I've heard plenty of news about the Snowdens and stuff over the years and the shenanigans that they have going on. However, uh, I will be here with my popcorn ready to go for Seeking Brother Husbands when it premieres in March. So be ready for that. Um, And then also more in that kind of polygamy realm, I had mentioned I want to talk about some old episodes of Sister Wives. I think I'm going to cover... Not every episode and go, like, in chronological order. Uh, just because I don't want to be stuck to something like that in that format. Maybe I will go to that eventually when I... I Maybe I will change my mind. But I do think I want to talk about Cody and Robin's wedding and honeymoon. Because <laughs> I really think that's where the beginning of the end starts. Granted, that end took 12 years. <laughs> but, you know, I think... I think it would be fun to kind of look at that and that 11-day honeymoon that Robin and Cody took while Truly was a newborn and Christine had just had a, I think it was a pretty traumatic delivery with Truly. And then they're not supposed to think that Cody has favorites. Hmm. Interesting, huh? (laughs) So yeah, I think I'm going to be covering that next week. This week, um, I am going to be talking about The Circle. However, I I have a few other things I want to touch on. Um, Oh, that's what it was. (sighs) Peyton Brown. Uh, The bane of my existence, as I would like to call him. He's been making the rounds this week. I don't know what podcast he went on, something um, where he is alleging... And I, I'm not saying I don't believe Payton. However, uh, we also have to take into account the type of person Payton is as well. And I don't, when I say the things that Payton has alleged to Mary doing, I don't mean it as, oh, he deserves it or anything like that. But uh, we have to take Payton's thoughts and his feelings into account with his politics as well. And I'm not just saying his politics as, you know, oh, we're entitled to our own opinions. Peyton is deeply misogynistic. He's deeply homophobic. Um, He gives off really bad incel vibes. He talks a lot about how he is very nice to women, but they completely friend zone him. And he doesn't understand why they do not want to be his boyfriend or be, you know, want him as a boyfriend He's one of those that he talks a lot about how he is a crazy ex. And then he also goes into this fact, don't... (laughs) He's very much, uh, he does not support Mary's child and their pronouns and their um, name, name change to Leon. He's just, he has a really, he has a lot of really, really nasty, bigoted thoughts. He has for a long time. And I frankly think he needs to stop getting the platform. 
with that said, he alleged on a podcast, and I don't even know the name of the podcast. I, sorry to whoever it is. I, my bad. But um, he has alleged that Mary was very abusive to the kids growing up and that he... And he's not going to go into how until the show is over. That's fine. I'm not going to hold it against him for what he says and when he doesn't say. I don't think he's lying, but also this is all allegedly. Don't sue me, Mary. Because, you know, Mary does deserve the right to explain to herself. Um, I think also a lot of people are now using this soundbite from Peyton and clinging on to clips and stuff like that from old seasons of the show saying, oh, look at Mary is abusive here. Mary's abusive here. Again, I'm not saying she's never been abusive to the kids. We There's a lot of stuff that is not on camera, clearly. Uh, but was what was interesting is that Peyton brought up the fact that he'll never hate Robin because Robin was in a very, very abusive relationship before she joined the family. And so I guess she knew the signs of abuse or something, and she kind of put a stop to Mary's abuse, alleged abuse, within the kids. So this is what Peyton's saying. So now the Reddit is all a buzz, TikTok's all a buzz, everything is a buzz. They're showing, like I said, clips are being shown all over the place of, you know, Mary... Uh, disciplining the kids and Christine and Mary disagreeing about how she disciplines the kids. Uh, you know, just all this kind of stuff. Uh, I Like I said, I don't think Peyton is lying, but I also know Peyton is not a great person. And I really, really would like to hear the opinion of someone else. Uh, someone who isn't so hateful, who isn't so ignorant misogynistic, homophobic, like all the things I mentioned before. There's 17 other kids in this fucking family, and because Peyton is the only one that wants to start talking, everyone is clamoring to him, and also forgetting that they're giving a pretty problematic and shitty person a platform. Granted, so does Cody. Cody Brown's a shitty person and has a platform. I can't be the platform police of who gets, you know, but to me, um, let's, let's keep that in perspective a little bit as we clamor to what Peyton is saying. I, again, I'm, he can talk about these things and this can be true, what he's alleging against Mary, and he can also be a bad person that doesn't deserve spotlight. Uh, we also know that Gwen, his sister, has alleged that Peyton's been abusive to her before. Again, alleged, alleged, alleged. But there's a lot of really sticky talk that's going around Peyton, and I really wish people would leave it alone and stop giving Peyton the platform that he does not need. Because in a lot of ways, it's very clear that this is going to Peyton's head. He has a manager now, um... I know he started talking about some things like he put it, I think he's alleging that Cody put it in his contracts, in the TLC contracts, that his kids cannot be paid if they bad talk him on social media. I, I Again, that's a lot of weird he said, she said stuff. Maybe that's true. We'll never see what those TLC contracts actually say. So I think this is a lot of speculation. I... It's all really, really messy. So 
I guess what I just want to say at the end of this whole thing about Peyton is, uh, remember at the end of the day that this is a family that we do not know everything about. And that's funny for me saying, sitting here in my little bedroom in my apartment talking about Sister Wives and reality TV, like I am the end all be all source on it. But, um, and also these people are flawed deeply and their kids can be flawed. And I talk about Peyton because Peyton is a grown adult. Peyton's well into his 20s. He has a job. He's, I'm not, I, he can be held accountable for his actions at this point. Uh, so I'm just saying, consider the source. God, it's sticky. We will find out maybe one day if Mary was abusive. Uh, but we don't need to find that out from Peyton. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'm going to shut up now about it. I've talked too much about this type of stuff, but I, I just wanted to address it because it wouldn't be a good Sister Rise podcast without talking about it. Uh, if there are podcasts that I, I know also the news that came up is that I guess Peyton had canceled on a podcast appearance. He was supposed to come on. Okay. <laughs> that sucks. Like, I guess whatever reason he gave fine, whether it's legitimate or not. So, I've lost track where I even wanted to go with this. All I know is just stop giving Peyton a platform. Oh, God, he's so problematic. There, I'll just say it. He's, fu he's fucking problematic. Stop talking about him. <laughs> uh, and then the last bit of, like, reality TV news I wanted to talk about is that Jen Shaw was sentenced, God, at this point, like a week and a half ago. I forgot to talk about it in my episode last week because I was just so excited about the the final part of Sister Wives but Jen Shaw got six and a half years holy moly six and a half years baby can you believe it I mean I, she was facing at one point almost 30 and then some charges were dismissed I think and so then dropped down to she was facing possibly three to ten her defense obviously was hoping that she would get like the three-ish range and went on the stance, you know, she feels very sorry for what she did and she's very remorseful and she knows the hurt that she caused. I think they're also still trying to feign a little bit of ignorance. But however, the prosecution was able to prove quite a bit that she knew a lot of what was going on and that she was the leader of all these uh, misdeeds going on, you could say. <laughs> Uh, I don't think Stu Chains, her number two man, has been sentenced yet. His sentencing has been pushed back a lot, it seems like. I don't know when his official date is, but uh, I think he's looking at about similar time since he was kind of like her number two guy. And I think they're considering him in like the same tier of culpability or like accountability in terms of charges. So yeah, Jen Shaw is going away for six and a half years, and it's federal, uh, a federal wherever she's going. I don't know if it's going to be maximum security, more cushy, you know, like a Martha Stewart type of jail. I'm not sure. I know she's going to Texas, I think, and I think she goes in February. Is what there's. This is a lot of because there's so much that's out there between the blogs and podcasts and Instagram. I have. It's hard to keep track of all of the facts about it. And frankly, 
I have a regular job where I have to take, I have to pay attention to other facts and stuff related to that. So it's hard to keep stuff straight in the reality TV world. However, she is supposed to go, I think, around um, February. I'm curious, is Coach Shaw going to stick around? Is he going to, because I mean, even if she gets out early on parole, she's going to be in there for at least five and a half years. Because I think you have to serve like 80 to 85% of your sentence before you can be let out early in federal uh, prison. So we'll see. Also, it's not like she's going to be in Utah. So, and we know Coach Shaw is very, very busy during the football schedule, football season. This is going to be interesting. I think also, too, like Jen Shaw's sons are the ones that are really paying for this as well. Um, on top of her victims that she had hurt, but like, she's going to miss a lot of her son's lives, a lot of early adulthood in her son's lives when they are making big changes and doing big things in their lives. And that's, that sucks for what, for more money. And it's like, damn, your husband already made a fuck ton of money and you did all this just what for more for greed. It's a shame, man. It's a shame. So Clankety clank for Jen. 76 months, six and a half years. I guess we'll see. I think she's going to do fine in jail. I think she'll be running her own telemarketing scheme again. Yeah, I think, I mean, as long as she is commissary, so she has enough, you know, money to buy her ramen noodles, she'll probably do people's makeup. She'll probably figure out some way to, you know, contribute in the prison economy and to, you know, find her place establish some sort of dom who knows maybe she'll beat someone up the first day she gets there and establish her dominance that way let's do some 60 days in with jen shaw in prison that would be something huh just see her like initiate herself into whatever i don't know faction she finds herself at. like that's what would make some compelling tv wouldn't that be a compelling tv to watch jen shaw's for 60 days in prison bravo hit me up Andy Cohen, I know you don't want to get rid of your cash cow, so let's make some ideas happen, okay? Anyways. <laughs> um, I think that's about it. I've been rambling for quite a bit here, but this is also uh, kind of like a hodgepodge episode, I would say. I am talking about the first season, or not the first, the newest season, the fifth season of The Circle today. All 12 episodes have come out since now, so spoiler alert going ahead. If you have not watched up until episode 12, you know, leading into the finale that we are getting Wednesday, um, well, you're going to get spoiled. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, hold on. Gotta stay hydrated here. Whew, I talk too much and I get, you know, my mouth gets dry. So, yeah, like I said, spoiler alert ahead. Alert! Circle alert! I'm going to talk about that. Um, so this Wednesday, we are going into the finale. So I guess there will be one more person blocked, and then they do the final ratings of, like, who they think should win the circle. And then we find out who wins the $100,000. I currently am hoping... You know, we have our big three, the trifecta, Chaz, Raven, and Sam. I love all three of them, so I'd be happy if any three of them win. Um, I'm rooting for maybe Sam and Raven the most because I like their personalities the most. 
I love Sam. She's just like such a fun Brooklyn girl. She seems very sassy. She's got that Puerto Rican vibe of like doesn't take any shit. But then also is like super kind, very welcoming to people and like really doesn't try and start to have any, doesn't start any problems with people, like doesn't want to be mean, you know, or have any drama. I really, I, I like that vibe. Raven is super fun. She's super confident. I love the way that she like came into the game and she is all about herself. She's in her words, she's deaf as fuck and she's proud of it. I love when she, that made me laugh. I'm going to not laughing. Like, oh, you're deaf. But when she was, she came into the circle and, you know, they give their big first intros and she's like, my name's Raven and I'm deaf as fuck. I'm like, all right, coming at it. You never really hear that. But anyways, um, and then Chaz is just like definitely the leader of the game so far. He is so just on top of everything, always kind of like establishing genuine connections with people, always able to like just win over people's affections and favor. As uh, Cody Brown would say, he's able to win favor with people. He's not people's favorites, but he wins favor. <laughs> so yeah, I love the three of them. I'm happy. I I mean, I'm pretty confident thinking they're going to go into the finale and, you know, like the final rating. So, yeah, <laughs> it's funny. I kind of like started with the end right here. But um, just to kind of like, I'm going to talk about the whole season. The first four episodes were kind of blah. They were kind of boring. Not really much drama happens or much like, oh, what's going to happen? Like suspense type of stuff happens. Um, we get a few twists, you know, with the second chance and all that type of stuff, but we'll go into the first players that come into the circle. First off is Xanthi, the loudest fucking girl I've ever heard in my life. Honestly, I'm sure she's lovely. She <laughs> is just so loud. Am I correct? Like, it seems like she is just screaming at the top of her lungs most of the time that she's on the circle. Um, but also a funny thing to, well, not funny. One thing to mention for this episode is that all the players are entering this season as singles, quote singles. Some of them are actually singles. Some of them aren't, but are coming in. So we can expect lots of spicy circle chats and, you know, lots of steamy pics sent between the players. Um, you know, are we going to get some nudes? Would this be maybe a more legitimate version of Love is Blind, perhaps? That's what we need. A Love is Blind, the circle crossover, where some people fall in love, and then they go into Love is Blind and do the whole, like, live in apartments together, get married, and we decide, are they going to stay together? Wouldn't that be good? Hmm. Another idea. That's what I, I need another idea. 60 Days In with Jen Shaw and also Love is Blind, the circle crossover. I'm literally, I'm a I'm an idea machine here. Why aren't these people calling me? Anyways, like I said, the first person to enter the circle is the Greek princess Xanthe. She describes her life as being like the movie My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Okay, that's a really good movie. So don't slander that because you are annoying, Xanthe. I'm just going to put it out there. Maybe I'm jealous. She's fucking gorgeous. I mean, she's a model, but she's going in the circle as uh, a preschool teacher because she doesn't want to be 
uh, judged for being a model. Sure. Okay. Then the second person we have is Brian. Brian gives total goofy dad vibes. He is going to be catfishing as his daughter, Brittany. And his idea is that um, who won't want to give money to a single dad, a single woman with a a little baby? Because uh, Brian is a granddad and his daughter, Brittany, in real life does have a five-year-old daughter. So... Brian's intentions are to get a boyfriend right away, get a circle boyfriend. And so he will get all of the love and attention from all the guys. And, you know, no one will want to get rid of her. Him. Her. I'll refer to her as Brittany. You know, the the circle character. But anyways, yeah, it's... (laughs) Brittany gives me very much, like, that meme with uh, Christopher Walken. And he's holding the skateboard. Like, how do you do, youths? But Brian says he is an investigator, or he's a supervisor for a special investigations unit, and he studies, and he investigates fraud. So he should know how to, you know, fraud people, how to smell out a catfish. We'll see. Uh, Then we have Brett, who calls himself a lovable douchebag. I'm going to be honest, he, yes, Brett is hot. I wouldn't mind seeing Brett naked. I wouldn't kick him out of bed for getting crumbs in the bed. But he also gives off vibes like you should watch your drink around him. Like he said, he's a lovable douchebag. Um, He gives me the vibe like he likes to golf at golf courses that still don't allow black people. Like that kind of vibe. (laughs) I'm not. But that's just my opinion. Okay. Um, but he comes in and he is going to be completely 100% himself because he sees there's no reason to not be him. Who wouldn't want to be him in a lot of ways? People want to catfish as him, in Brett's words. Again. (laughs) Anyways. And then, uh, we get Raven. And like I said before, Raven, in her own words, says she's deaf as fuck. And she brings an interpreter with her, her friend Paris, And he's just there to interpret, so he's not playing the game with her. It's just Raven making the decisions. But Raven feels more... She does use her voice sometimes, but she feels more comfortable speaking in ASL. So she's going to have Paris as her interpreter. I love this. I love the representation and the viewership of ASL. I don't think we see that often enough. We don't see someone bringing their interpreter... Uh, onto reality TV enough at all. And, you know, a lot of people would just say, oh, let's caption the ASL. Uh, But I think adding her interpreter into the game is a really nice, uh, I think it's a good dynamic to bring because I think it shows a lot more of Raven's personality. And then also, it's just a kind of fun way to add somebody into the game, but also they're not in the game at all. Because Paris definitely... His facial expressions and the way he reacts to certain messages are really, really funny. So I think he's a nice addition, even though he's not an addition to the game. Um, So more about Raven. She, you could consider her like a scholar of twerking. (laughs) And so she loves to twerk. That's like her big thing. And so she's coming in exactly as herself. So that's great. Uh, the four of them, they start their chats, you know, the typical circle thing. And then the next four come into the chat. Ne- and so the next one to come in is Marvin. 
Marvin is jacked. And later on in the season, in his own words, he he knows he is a honky man, as Marvin likes to say. And that's going to get him in trouble, for sure. Um, I mean, this guy, he has fucking cannons for arms. That man, uh, he could snap me into a, two pieces. This man is so buff. He is from Nigeria originally, but now he lives in Houston. He is very smart, apparently. It does not come off that way in <laughs> the upcoming episodes. But he apparently has three degrees and is a chemical engineer. Um, but since people know how fucking jacked he is, he is coming into the circle telling people he's actually a personal trainer because people will think if he's this beautiful, he's this jacked, he's a hunky man, people are going to think he's a catfish if he also says that he is this brilliant chemical engineer. Sure. Okay. And then we get Chaz. Chaz, who also is known as Shampoo Poppy. I think that's a play on Champagne Poppy, if I'm not mistaken. He is coming in pretending to be a nurse, but actually he owns like a mobile car detailing washing business, a la the Champagne Shampoo Poppy. So he is coming in saying he is single, uh, like everyone else's, but he's actually engaged to his fiance, a guy, he's gay. Um, but yeah, he is ready to, you know, flirt it up and get do whatever it takes to get that $100,000. So here we go. And yeah, he like he said, he is pretending to be a nurse. He actually went to nursing school, but dropped out. And so yeah, we find out more about that. And also, sadly, he brings a picture of so usually everybody brings a picture of like their loved one, a loved one with them, their parents or their boyfriend, the person they're playing as whatever. Uh, and he brings a picture of his brother who has passed away, um, when he was really young from gun violence, which is very sad. So anyways, on to then Sam. Sam is your typical Brooklyn broad. She's very tough exterior. I, like I talked about her before, she comes off very like tough, very feisty, um, but she's also like very lovable and is very genuine and nice to all the people in the chats. So I really like her attitude. I think she's funny as fuck too. There's some really funny things she brings up. Um, like the poop angels. Anybody who's seen the episodes know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that. And yeah, she just has a really, really fun attitude. And she says she's going in completely as herself. She is representing, you know, the girls with big boobs and flat butts, you know, the natural girls. So I love that. Good for her. Um, and I guess she also has bearded dragons because <laughs> in an episode I noticed she says bearded drag, bearded dragon mama, like one of those shirts you would buy off Etsy or something like that. And that really gave me just a, a tickle. So... Last, the eighth player we get, all of a sudden this weird, like, uncanny valley-looking guy shows up, um, and his name is Bruno. But surprise, it's actually a British girl named Billie Jean who is catfishing as this guy Bruno. Uh, this is weird. To me, I don't know what it was with the filming, but this Bruno guy looked like an AI, or, like, it, it was weird to me. He didn't look real. I don't know if it was... Who knows? Anyways, uh, it's weird, too. Like, why didn't we see Brittany, Brian's daughter, that he's catfishing as, like, in real life? We only saw pictures of her and Brian describing it. But, like, Bruno shows up 
in the whole circle, like, I'm here. So anyways, I guess this is Billie Jean's ex. And so she is playing as him. And he is going to be a model, which Billie Jean is also in your life. But she wants to see uh, being a male model if she'll have an easier time in the circle and not be judged as much. I think she's right. So yeah, she is going on as him as a guy. Uh, but you know, everything else I guess is pretty much the same or she's going to like pretend to be this guy and they, oh, and she's from the UK. So she's British. So is Bruno. And so the chat opens up right away and pretty much immediately, uh, they do their first ranking and Brett and Xanthi are voted at the beginning or voted at the bottom immediately. I was very happy about this initially. Like, I do not like Brett and Xanthi. They, spoiler alert throughout this whole episode as a common theme, I do not like Brett and Xanthi. I don't like the character that they then become. I wanted them out initially. I don't like the second chance type of vibe, but that's me. So the, the way they got voted out was that essentially everybody did their ratings. And so in the circle... If you never watched the show, if you don't know anything about it, people do ratings based on their interactions with the other people in the circle. So it's like Big Brother, but online. And which, funnily, Brett was also on a former season of Big Brother, and now he's here. Great. So Brett and Xanthi were voted the last, and then people were asked if they were the influencer, who would they vote out? And then it would, so everybody would say, oh, I vote out Brian or Brittany. Oh, I vote out Bruno. Oh, I vote out Brett. And as they say who they would vote out, they are revealed whether they're an influencer or not. Influencer or not. Well, Raven ends up being an influencer and she votes out Brett and he's eliminated. Boom. And then Chaz is the second influencer, and he picks out Xanthi, and boom, they're eliminated. Except then, boo, there's a stupid twist (laughs) where they are taken to an apartment together, and they're given the second chance to play as a catfish named Jennifer. And so Jennifer is this very kind of like woo-woo, 51-year-old pet sitter, pet walker, pet trainer, something like that. She's very much, she she immediately goes into like, I'm hashtag cool aunt Jen. And they immediately are like, yes, 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 yes. So just when we thought we were getting rid of the most fucking annoying players right away, no. The circle is like, what if we combined them in one apartment and torture our viewers some more? And so Xanthi gets to keep screaming at the TV, being an asshole, whatever. And we still have to see fucking Brett's douchebag ass talk some more too. Whatever. So at this point, the rest of the circle thinks that they've been blocked. And so then they see two new players come in. Jennifer and Tom. Like I said, Jennifer is the catfish at pretending as whatever their names are. <laughs> see, I already forgot. Brett and Xanthi. And then Tom come in. Tom is a, he's from UK as well, mate. He's from London. And he is coming in completely as himself. (laughs) This is hilarious to show just how dumb Americans are. (laughs) Uh, Tom lives in the Tower of London. If you don't know what the Tower of London is, it's where the jewels of Queen Elizabeth, well, 
this is a Queen Camilla? Is that, oof, oof. Talk about a woman who held on. Camilla. Who's getting the last laugh now? Anyways, that's another podcast episode. He lives in the Tower of London, which is a very special building that houses all of this special jewels and stuff of the monarchy. Um, and in a very, very distant line, Tom actually has heir to the throne. Kind of like designated survivor type of heir. Like the whole, all of Parliament and Britain would have to be blown up for Tom to become king. But anyways, uh, nobody knows what the Tower of London is when he puts it in his bio that he lives there. And so, great. Great representation of us Americans on the circle. Uh, And also Tom is a comedian, and he really puts that on full display during this whole, like, uh, pretty much his entire time on the circle. Um, I want to just say for future circle contestants... And this is because of my adamant hate of Brett and Xanthi, and I'm mad that they got brought back. Please be immediately suspicious of the people who come in right after a blocking. I think this is the second or third season now that we've seen someone gets a second chance to come back as a catfish. And they come back right away, like after the first or second blocking. And damn it, these dum-dums fell right into Jennifer's palm thinking she's this sweet Southern Belle, cool auntie. She likes her crystals and shit. And I'm like, boo, boo. I'm just being, I know I'm being a hater. I know everybody on Reddit is like, I love Jennifer. She's great. Sure, she's playing a great game, but I don't like it. Get out of here. (laughs) Um, So then Jennifer and Tom actually become quick, quick buddies. Uh, They actually like, in this little date game, They get to go and hang out, and Jennifer kind of becomes Tom's, like, cougar girlfriend bestie in the game. And so they immediately form an alliance and, you know, stick to each other like white on rice or I don't know, whatever you say. (laughs) So um, then at this point, suspicion starts kind of shifting to Brittany. And pretty much just because Brittany doesn't really bring anything to the table. Uh, Brian doesn't want to play like a, a nasty game as he claims. And it's funny at one point they have this thing where they're like, Oh, share a picture of you being wild and crazy with the, the chat. And so obviously a lot of these people are sharing like times that they're partying or being crazy, that type of stuff. And Brittany decides to show a picture of just her and her daughter, like, smiling outside and everybody is kind of like uh is this like the wildest you got and so immediately brett and xanthi slash jennifer are like really really suspicious and don't expect that Brittany is who she says he is and actually at one point they're like going through this like they're having a chat with brian well Brittany, and they start bringing up these like hashtag diva alliance um and then talking about Britney's daughter, saying she's a little diva. And Brett immediately is like, this is not giving me diva energy at all. <laughs> and they aren't wrong. Britney did not bring any diva energy. As Brian said in the beginning of his intro, it's not Britney, bitch. It's her dad. <laughs> and that's literally all that Britney brought was just a lot of, like, dad energy to the chat. And while it was lovable, you know... It also totally did not 
land with the group at all. Um, this is also <laughs> during this truth or dare game. They are asking a bunch of truth and dares about stuff like that to make people open up, essentially. This is where we learn about Chaz's brother, who passed away from gun violence. And Chaz talks about how, like, he wanted to go into the medical field uh, to become a nurse because his brother did. And, like, that was him trying to fulfill his brother's goal. Uh, Sam then says, oh, man... What if someone asks about my truth? I have a lot of embarrassing moments. Like one time I got so drunk, I shit my pants in the tub and rolled around in it and made poop angels. <laughs> and it was like, Sam, you said that all on your own. You didn't even have to say that in the circle. You just said that. And i that's why I love Sam. A bitch is real. A bitch is real. And that was that made me... L-O-L, literally. So, thank you for that, Sam. So, then, Raven and Marvin kind of start their boothing chat. They are very hot and heavy with their flirting. And Raven is definitely developing a crush on Marvin. Marvin is, like he even said, he gets very, very intimidated and swept up by the, the pretty women. And Raven, whoo! She got him. So uh, then the players raid each other for the second time. And pretty much Brittany is in the last place, as was expected, because she doesn't bring anything to the table. And then Chaz and Raven are in the top two influencer spots again. So then um, prior to going into their discussion... Chaz and Raven have to save a player of their choice. And Chaz chooses to save Sam, who he has now made his hubby, no, wife, and she has made him her gay husband, Gubby, or Guzband, as he likes to say. And then Raven chooses to save Marvin, her boo thing, because they have had some spicy circle chat, and she's got to, you know, keep that going, keep the flames alive. And so then... This is where Chaz and Raven decide to block Brittany. Wah, wah. <laughs> um, and, well, I guess before they decide to do this, they play this game where everybody has to create a dating profile for another player anonymously. And Brittany, like, does not want to play dirty. She gives, like, a really, really boring dating profile. And eventually... This ends up with people are like, yeah, it's either Billie Jean slash Bruno or Brian slash Brittany. We're going with Brittany. She doesn't really bring much to the table. Brittany then goes and visits Raven. So if you aren't aware of how the circle works, people that get voted off are then able to go and visit somebody else in the circle, whoever they want to kind of surprise them and be like, hey, it's me. And Raven is super shocked when she sees this big, this big black guy enter her apartment. And she's like, you aren't Brittany, bitch. <laughs> Anyways, um, you know, obviously, like, every time people meet in the circle, they have, like, a nice little chat. And they get together and have, you know, Brittany is, well, Brian is like, hey, you come back to Portland. We'll get drinks. And Raven's like, hell yeah, let's do this. And really enjoys, like, the genuine connection that they made. Yada, yada, yada. So, you know, that was kind of like the first four episodes. It's not 
not a ton really happens besides, you know, Jennifer comes back, we meet Tom, uh, and then Brittany gets voted off. Then in episode five, we get the return of Shuby! Shuby Dooby Doo! Remember Shuby from the first season? I think what would have been a lot more fun. Remember Shuby and Joey's friendship together and how they were just like two peas in a circle pod together, except two separate apartments. Anyways, you know what I mean. I would have loved to see the two of them come back and play together as a character. When I think that'd be fucking funny to see the two of them try to come up with what to say as one person. Um, again, more great ideas coming from your girl. Netflix, get at me. But anyways, this time Shuby is coming in as a complete sh- like surprise catfish. So he has no idea the kind of catfish he is going to be as, but he finds out it's a 23-year-old girl named Sasha. And he decides to make her a tech blogger. Uh, I guess Shuby's mentality is that he is a tech blogger or he works in tech. And so he knows people can blog in that. Also, Shuby has no idea how to be a 23-year-old girl, how to communicate as one, any of that, which I think the producers thought was supposed to be like really funny and to see him kind of like fumble. But as we see very quickly, like it ends up not working at all for him. So yeah, I don't know. I see the idea that the producers were trying to come back with, but like I've mentioned, I have better ideas, so maybe we should go back to the drawing board. Just saying. The other person to come in is uh, a a girl named Tasia, but she is actually coming in as a bisexual single named Tamira. Uh, Totally different pictures and everything, so she's ready to catfish, and she is ready to flirt and pretty much make the guys go goo-goo-ga-ga. And immediately, interesting, they are like put in competition with one another, though. So they enter the circle chat and, you know, kind of talk to people and immediately people are more drawn to Tamira. I think it's just like her personality is a lot more bubbly. I think Shuby has a really hard time going in and just making friends and isn't like, he's immediately thinking strategy. So after they get time to like chat with people, kind of get a lay of the land, Then they are pitted against each other. And so they have to essentially get followers. And they go through everybody in the circle to essentially be like, hey, whose side are you on? Who do you like more? And Shuby gets destroyed. He gets two players out of uh, Tamira's five or four that pick her. And so the twist of this is that the remaining players are the players that who voted for the losing team are at stake of being blocked. And the ones that vote for the winning team are immune from blocking. So that leaves on Shuby's team, it was Bruno and Jennifer. So at this point, you know, to, Tasia gets five people. She knows that she's immediately in the circle and she's doing really well. However, Shuby only has the 51-year-old lady and Bruno. Bruno is bringing nothing to the table. Uh, Jennifer is well-liked, but still, eh, you know, 
you could have done better, Shuby. So things now at this point um, start getting interesting because now the people are really putting their alliances to work. And immediately now that Jennifer is on the chopping block, potentially, she takes that connection that she has with Tom and says, all right now, buddy, go put in a good word with me, with Shuby, because I need him to not block me. So Tom goes and does that right away. Meanwhile, uh, things get real spicy again with Raven and Marvin. They are talking about leaning tower of Pisa's. Raven is talking about squatting on Marvin's face. I mean, I don't think we've ever seen the circle get this this uh, X-rated, if I shall say. Um, I love it. Bring on more of it. This is what we've wanted from day one. I think earlier seasons of the circle have always been like way too sanitized in their talking. I think this is the first season now that we're actually getting real drama, real name say like name dropping in terms of like issues and game playing in the circle i love to see it and raven and marvin are holding nothing back i mean whoo i i can't imagine the number of eggplant emojis that were in that conversation that we did not see um and then we go into a little sculpting competition and the goal is for every person in the circle to show their best assets so raven sculpts her booty with a big old blue thong and Marvin stupidly doesn't realize that the blue thong probably is Raven's because she has bright blue hair and loves blue. Chaz sculpts his feet. Um, Jennifer also, I think, sculpts her foot slash calf like a running shoe. <laughs> and then um, Tom sculpts his smile, laugh type of thing, like a, a, a laugh. Sam sculpts her eyes, which turn out very, very pretty. Um, and then Marvin sculpts his big muscular arms. However, at a certain angle, if you turn your head, it kind of looks like a big dick. And then Tamira slash Tasia sculpts titties because Tamira goes in and she knows right away. People love titties. People will love to see them sculpted. And she wasn't wrong. I can't remember. What did Bruno sculpt? I just realized I didn't write down what Bruno sculpted. That's how boring and little Bruno brings into these episodes. Um, so anyways, then they vote for the, the favorite sculpture and Marvin wins, which then, uh, the twist of the game is Marvin gets to go on a date with somebody. He's thinking, Ooh, I'm going to take my queen Raven on a date. However, what the circle does is that Marvin takes the person who he voted for's sculpture on the date, which of course Marvin thinks with his dick and he voted for the titties. That Tamira one. Also, mind you, Marvin was had his tongue wagging like a fucking dog as soon as he saw Tamira enter the circle. And even mentioned her as the girl you would have on the side. So we already know Marvin is not the best at uh, judgment and loyalty. So they go on a little date. But Raven, being the confident queen that she is, isn't really worried. And she thinks that... Uh, Marvin won't disrespect her when he talks to Tamira. Boy, is she fucking wrong. <laughs> so, now Chaz and Bruno get pretty close, pretty much because Bruno tells Chaz that, like, he's a pretty model that sometimes has low self-esteem. 
So, okay. And Chaz is, like, urging Bruno at this point, like, show that side to everyone. And I still am like, that's not that. Like, oh, a a model with poor self-esteem. Show me a model that doesn't have one. Like, okay. Um, And then also Chaz tries to make it seem like, oh, if you show more of your side, you know, Shuby will want to protect you. So Bruno uses this and kind of sneaks in to get close with Sasha slash Shuby. Um, you know, and Shuby makes it very, very clear to Bruno, at least Bruno assumes that Shuby is going to protect him. However, Shuby also does the same to Jennifer. <laughs> so, uh, Marvin goes on his date with Titty Tamira. And he got, he has those round sculpted titties in front of him. And he just goes, he sees nothing but titties. And all of his, you know, commitment of talk, you know, you're my queen, Raven. You're so, you know, hot. Our sexy talks goes right out the window. And immediately Tamira starts talking with him and wants to be his number one. And (laughs) Marvin calls her his queen. And so Tamira's loving this. She's like, I got Marvin's horny ass on my side. He is thinking with his dick. I don't care. Like, for Tamira, it's all about the game, obviously. And I mean, yeah, it's not, when we think about it, of course, Marvin wasn't committed to Raven. They've been talking online for like four days. However, when you're coming into like alliances, oh, you're my number one, you're my queen. And then immediately you win this date with somebody else. And it's like, you want to be my queen too? Okay, let's do it. So, um, you know, Marvin makes no mention of the fact that he also has Raven as his number one, his queen, as he likes to call. And they've also had some pretty spicy talk earlier. So then um, the time comes, Shuby has to pick his loser, the person he's going to block, and immediately goes against his alliance with Bruno and kicks him out of the circle Obviously, Jennifer and Tom are ecstatic, but the rest of the circle are kind of like, huh? And Chaz does not like this because Chaz thinks, you know, Bruno telling the world that he is a sad model uh, really should have earned him some more points in the circle, but I guess it doesn't. So Bruno goes to meet Chaz since he had the strongest connection with him. Chaz is obviously shocked that it turns out to be a girl named Billie Jean. And Bruno, probably in, well, Billie Jean now, leaves probably, I would say, the most savage message that we've seen in the circle because she actually names names. And she calls out Sasha slash Shuby um, and says, I guess I was misled by you and tells everyone to watch their backs. So this leaves Shuby shaking in his little boots and everyone is, you know, side-eyeing him now. So, you know, then they play this little trivia game hilariously everybody thinks that Chaz proved he's a nurse because he knew the average resting heart rate of humans I feel like even if he didn't finish nursing school like he should know that like I feel like that's covered well before like like that's probably covered in the first year of nursing school it's probably covered in like freshman biology when you're even like before you're in nursing school um and then Throughout the game, uh, Tom then becomes skeptical of Marvin. And this kind of begin. this starts like Tom and Marvin's feud because Marvin claims that he travels a lot. So 
Tom thought that in the trivia game, Marvin should have picked geography, I guess. I don't know if that's the most sound line of logic, but okay. And so then Tom starts a private chat with Marvin and he asks about his date with Tamira. And this is when Marvin pretty much just like, like a leaking sieve tells him all about uh, their date and how they had a really spicy chat. And that also uh, Tamira sent a very spicy picture to Marvin during the chat. Tom is immediately like, and thinks this is suspicious because he brings up that Marvin brought puts in his circle profile that he's a feminist and he supports LGBTQ rights. But Tom is like, mm, I don't think so, Marvin. And kind of, I think Tom uses this as a way to be like, ooh, let's get people against Marvin and get him out of here. And um, so an important thing now that happens is Jennifer, Sam, and Chaz have a little chat and this is where Jennifer finds out that Sam and Chaz are husband and wifey. This will come in handy later, so remember that. Then they have another little circle party. Um, they call it a glam party. So essentially in the circle when they throw parties, it's like they dance to a song in their apartment. The lights flash and stuff for a bit. And then they go into a circle chat. <laughs> uh, so then this is what everybody decides to upload their most glamorous picture to the circle chat. And um, this is like how we also find that Oliver has entered the circle. So Oliver is going to be the last player to enter the chat. So the circle has closed and everyone from here on out has the potential of being a winner. So Oliver, uh, he comes in. He's very fabulous, very, you know, extroverted. He has hair like Frankenstein's wife. It's like a gray chunk right in the front of his and then like the rest is black he's from atlanta he is a rapper and content creator aren't all the children um and he's playing as himself so he is coming in ready to go and this is when um the idea comes into shuby slash sasha's mind that oh my gosh there are more new players in the circle than there are ogs so tamira Ends the night now starting a circle chat with Sam and Raven to spill the tea of her date, thinking it will get Raven on her side. However, woo, little does she know that the conversation with Raven and Marvin went on. And this is when Raven tells Tamira this. And Tamira is immediately like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to, like sorry, I don't want to have any part in this, like chicks before dicks, all of that. And actually they feel, they like handled this very well. Raven and Tamira have no beef. They immediately know that Marvin is in the wrong. And Sam is also in this conversation and immediately is like, all right, handled this classy, very good. This is when Shuby starts his newbie revolution chat. <laughs> Cause remember, like I said earlier, uh, when Oliver enters the chat, this is when Shuby realizes, oh, there's more new people than there are OGs. And this will end up being the nail in Shuby's coffin anyways. Uh, I guess because <laughs> it wasn't bad enough that, you know, Shuby didn't get more followers in that little game of like who likes who more pick sides. So they had to <laughs> rig the game to not get Shuby voted off there. However, um... Now, 
I don't think Shuby can come back from this. And he starts this little talk. He goes kind of January 6th in this bitch and suggests to Oliver, Jennifer, Tamira, and Tom that uh, he wants to overthrow the OG players. So they start an alliance, make sure they get together, and then what they'll do is end up overthrowing the OGs. Tamira does not like this, uh, and Tom doesn't think it's a great idea either. Jennifer kind of entertains the idea just to ask, like, what the plan is, uh, and, like, half-heartedly shows some support while also, like, not fully agreeing. You know, being a real a side uh, a fence sitter, if you will. And then Oliver is pretty much just like, look, I'm new, and if you got my back, I have yours. <laughs> but ultimately, like, it doesn't go anywhere, and... Sasha slash Shuby realizes, like, oh, I don't think this went as well as I was. And this, like, was a big move that got fucked. So, um, Raven now is questioning her trouble with Chaz, uh, or questioning her trouble with uh, Marvin and is talking to it about Chaz. So now Chaz knows about Marvin's stuff. So we get into some savage questions, as the circle calls it. And this pretty much the most interesting thing is that we get into the ladies asking Marvin, are you using uh, women to get yourself higher in the game? Or do you actually, you know, do you like the person that you're talking to? Marvin immediately deflects. He gets real nervous and turns it on the people who are asking him the questions. Now, in the Savage Questions game, what it is is an anonymous question is then asked to somebody. And so, um, like, in this case, Tamira asked Marvin, are you really loyal to the women you are talking to, or are you just using them to win? Marvin gives his bullshit answer. Oh, I say I'm a feminist because I was raised by a strong woman. La, la, la. Everybody loves their mom type of thing. And then Raven asks Marvin, are you trying to flirt to take advantage of the girls to get to the top? And then this is when Marvin uses the single guy defense and he's like, look, it, I've been honest and I'm fucking single so I can do whatever I want. Oh, the other thing I forgot before this happens, um, some of the questions are kind of shot at Shuby slash Sasha because more people are becoming kind of suspicious that Shuby is not this, you know, timid little 23-year-old blogger girl. So Chaz anonymously asked Shuby, why are you acting like a timid girl when you are a man with a plan? This Sasha immediately goes hardcore Sasha Fierce and gets aggressive in the chat and actually says, I'm not a fucking man. What part of me is timid? <coughs> Woo, got me coughing over here. I was not expecting Shuby to get so angry in the chat. Um, and immediately people are like, uh-oh, why is she getting so defensive here? That screams some, uh, some guiltiness right there. But yeah, so that was really interesting. This whole Savage Questions kind of got a little heated, and I don't think we've ever seen a game like that in the circle get heated. I, I was really enjoying that. So now after this Savage Questions game, there's a rating, um, and... Oliver is obviously out of this rating because he's brand new. So what they do is they usually leave the, the newest person um, out of being rated, but the new person can rate. Tamira and Jennifer both rate Tom first. 
Shuby slash Sasha puts uh, Jennifer in first place. Oliver puts Sasha in first place. Marvin, to save his ass, rates Raven first. And then uh, Raven puts Chaz first, because Raven and Chaz are besties. Um, Then Tom puts Sam in fourth, which is kind of like middle. Chaz puts Marvin in fifth, because Chaz is like, man, Marvin, you suck now after what you did to Raven. And then Jennifer puts Raven in sixth, because Jennifer is gunning for Raven and is not liking her running the game. Shuby votes Chaz last, because they are not on good terms. And then Tom puts Marvin in last, because remember, Tom and Marvin are now beefing. And Raven also puts Marvin last. And then Marvin puts Sasha last as well, because Marvin is thinking that Sasha is a a catfish, which he's right about. So then as the results, (laughs) it turns out Marvin is eighth. He is shook, and it's like Marvin has no idea how that could happen. He's like, what has happened? What is going on? Seventh is Sasha, then sixth is Tamira, fifth was Sam, fourth is Raven, third is Jennifer, and then Chaz and Tom get second and first, respectively, and become the influencers. So that means they go off to the hangout room and go and decide who is going to be blocked. Tom goes in, riding or dying for Jennifer, and he's adamant that they want to get rid of Marvin. However, Chaz is gunning for Shuby slash Sasha. Um, And so they go through the whole thing. I think eventually Chaz gets his way. I don't know how he convinces Tom to not get rid of Marvin or, you know, let go of his uh, hatred for Marvin for a minute. But Tom announces to the group that they are blocking Sasha slash Shuby. Bum, bum, bum. So Shuby's second time in the circle is a very short one. He played a shit game, didn't he? I mean, that whole Circle Rebellion chat was such a bad move. He would have probably skewed it on by, and Marvin would have probably gotten voted out first um, if he didn't do that. But I guess that's what you get, Shuby, for being a little too tactical. So he is um, now given the option to visit someone. And also, as him going to visit somebody, he is giving somebody a special power... Ugh, I'm wondering who made him do that. Like, did the producers do this? Did they just want to see fucking Jennifer get more power? Oh, I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of them getting all this, the the twists. Tweedledee and Tweedledum get some more fucking advantages because Shuby goes to visit them. And, you know, Shuby and Brett kind of bro out because they immediately recognize each other because, you know, Shuby's like, oh, you're from Big Brother! And then, um... This is when Jennifer gets the alert, Brett and Xanthi, that they are going to the inner circle because Shuby went to go visit them. So this means that Jennifer gets to become the hacker. And so being the hacker, you get the special privilege of fucking up the game <laughs> and going and having a private chat with um, someone else in the circle pretending to be someone else. So uh, Sasha then, her message comes to the news feed exposing that hey it's actually me shuby remember me and everyone of course is very shook by this they were not expecting shuby to come back especially as the 23 year old blogger um and so jennifer interestingly plays it off to people that shuby didn't come and visit her 
Uh, and people are very surprised by that since, like, Shuby picked Jennifer over Bruno in that game. And Shuby, like, went behind Bruno's back. Um, and so this also brings up more talk about uh, the Rebellion chat. Marvin tries to deflect a bit because the talk of him being a two-timer comes up. Tom gets a little rah, 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 angry about that. Um, so yeah, there, there's a lot of suspicion now of like, who did Sasha see? You know, that also brought up the rebellion chat and clearly someone that Shuby is going to go see, Shuby slash Sasha is going to see, was into the, the rebellion chat. Um, so now Tom gunning more for Raven or for Marvin goes into a private chat with Raven. And this is where Tom doing his little sneaky, sneaky stuff goes in and tells Raven that Marvin and him chatted about Tamira's date. And he's pretty much like Marvin was kissing and telling girl. He is a leaking sieve, just like Cody Brown. (laughs) And he told Tom all about his date. And this pisses off Raven uh, as Tom described it to Raven, he was having worryingly laddie behavior. <laughs> and they go on about how Marvin is not a feminist, you know? He's just using that to get the ladies to love him. That must be a tactic on the dating apps. I'm going to have to ask people, do you hear a lot of men claiming they're feminists on dating apps? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, Raven is just, she is heated and tom is like oh yeah i love this let's get marvin out of here he's a fake feminist fuck you marvin tries to chat it up with chaz um and chaz is pretty much like dude you're misleading the ladies and like it was like an epiphany on marvin he realizes that's why he was voted in last place three degrees people three degrees um you know, and pretty much Chaz has to tell him, like, come clean about your your queen nonsense and unapologize, you know, be a human and apologize because you clearly did something wrong. Um, and so then now Jennifer gets to go in and do her little hacking in the inner circle. Mind you, they show up to this inner circle and Brett is wearing no shirt and a fucking cowboy hat. And it just solidifies more how much I hate him. So there's that. But anyways, they choose to hack Chaz and talk to Sam. Um, And this is where the information about Sam and Chaz being guzbind and wifey come in handy. So they pretend to be Chaz and say like, hey, wifey, and tell Sam that Sasha came and saw him last night after the blocking. And then they also say, as Chaz being the little hackers that Sasha and Tamira created this little revolution and that Tamira was much more on board with the newbies revolution than everyone made it seem. So this little hacking incident, you know, Jennifer, AKA Xanthi and Brett, pretending to be Chaz, talking to Sam. (laughs) Are you keeping up? Uh, This has got Sam now questioning Tamira. Um, because in the chat that she had with Raven and Tamira, they came up with this whole, like, oh, we're Powerpuff Girls together, you know, fuck Marvin, he's not gonna get in our way. So now Sam is thinking all sorts of way about Tamira, and 
Jennifer is in the background just like, yes, let's get Tamir out. So now Oliver reaches out to Raven and says that he's feeling Chaz. And so Raven is like, I'll put a good word into him, uh, to Chaz, since they're besties. And they play this game in the circle called Animal Instincts, which is essentially everyone just dresses up like cheap cheetahs. Except Xanthi, she wears like a I'm a slave for you cosplay outfit. (laughs) And everyone else just looks like they found like the cheapest leopard print they could find to wear. So I don't know what the circle was planning with this. But anyways, um, and they do like little rhyming battles. And surprisingly, everybody can can rhyme pretty well. So that's good. And then after the, the, the little uh, animal party or whatever, Marvin decides to private chat with Raven and pretty much apologizes for being a dog. And Raven, like, in her apartment is just laughing at his message because, she, like, Marvin thinks he's going to be able to sweet talk Raven and, like, win her back. Um, and Raven, you know, says, well, I've already chatted with Tom at this point and, like, she's really done with him. She gives it to Marvin. She explains, like, she was confident when he went on the date with Tamira that he was going to respect her. Um, But, you know, like he mentioned in the Savage Questions game that he's single, boo, so go do you. And I love this. This is so funny. Mind you, also, Marvin is saying all of this to his screen, sending these, like, apologies to Raven with, like, this big-ass bow tie on his head from the animal party. And his face is painted looking like a jackson pollock painting or something so i think raven when she's watching these episodes as they come out is going to get a good laugh out of how stupid he looked as he's apologizing to the circle (laughs) he looks so dumb he looks so dumb um you know then uh now jennifer throws some shots at tamira to tom uh So Tamira didn't like that at one point Jennifer called her two-faced during a little circle game. And so Jennifer brings this up with Tom kind of as a way to also get shade at Tom and get Tom not liking Tamira. Marvin then chats with Tamira to apologize. And Tamira, actually being a lesbian who does not give a fuck about this, is laughing at her apartment. Um... And she even says, she's like, I'm a lesbian at heart and I have a girl waiting for me back at home. But she knows Marvin was thinking with his dick. And Tamira just plays along and like, you know, is like, yeah, I forgive you, Marvin, whatever. So Marvin thinks that he's like, mended fences, all is good. Nobody could think anything wrong of him. You know, I said all my peace. I said, I'm sorry. How could any woman resist this hunky man? As we found out before, um... Oliver, the newest player, is feeling Chaz. And so Raven creates a little group chat with them and then essentially fucks off out of the chat and leaves, you know, Oliver and Chaz to just kind of shoot the shit and be really, really flirty. And I swear, Oliver was about to melt into a pile of butter in that hot tub the way that Chaz was flirting with him. Um, So that was just kind of funny. And then Oliver sends a picture to Chaz of him, like, strutting by the pool in a little Speedo. So, <laughs> we got a little spicy, spicy chat with them, which I thought was funny. Um, and now it's already time for another rating. Uh, so they put in all their, their ratings. Uh, Marvin, Oliver, and Chaz put Raven first. And then Raven put Sam first. 
Sam puts Chaz first. So Chaz, Raven, and Sam are kind of all sticking together, putting each other first in some extent. And then um, <clears throat> Tamira puts Jennifer last. Raven puts Marvin last, of course. And then Sam puts Tamira last. Because now, remember, she's had that hacked conversation she doesn't know was hacked. And she thinks Tamira was all gung-ho on going against the OG players in this newbie revolution chat. Marvin then puts Tom seventh. Because <laughs> Marvin does not like Tom, and he does not like Tom spreading these fake feminism claims about him. And then Tom, of course, puts Marvin seventh. Uh, so then the circle sends an alert that there has been a hacker. And so the chats in the last 48 hours you know, have not been as it seemed. And so everyone shook and immediately wondering, oh my God, was it me? Was it me? Was it me? And of course, perfect editing. Sam does not think it was her and Chaz, but, um, you know, she realizes that she does know, Jen knows that Chaz and Sam call each other Guzman and, Guzman and wife. But, you know, denial is not only a river in Egypt, and so she does not want to believe that she was hacked because she also realizes if I was hacked, that's why I ranked Tamira low because I was talked into not liking her. Um, so then we get the rating results. Tamira is eighth. Marvin is seventh. Uh, still Marvin is shocked by it. He doesn't understand why that could happen. Jennifer is sixth. Tom gets fifth. Oliver gets fourth. Chaz gets third. And then Sam and Raven get second and first. So again, Chaz, Sam, and Raven are taking the lead. They're running this thing. Uh, and Marvin is just shaking in his booty still. He does not understand why. He's like, I said, sorry. Why are they still holding this against me? <laughs> what the fuck? I'm beautiful. So um, after the ratings come out, uh, you know, Sam and Chaz talk. Sam kind of asks Chaz for some... This is the first time she's an influencer, so she's asking for some, you know, just advice on how to pick a, a person to block. And this is where they figure out that they were probably... Chaz was the one that was hacked. Because they talk, and Chaz is like, wait, 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 wait. We didn't talk within the last two days. The only people I talked to were Oliver, Jen, and Raven, and they were all in private chats. Um, so then they try to figure out who knows that Sam and Chaz call each other Guzbin and wifey. They figure out it's Jen and invite her into the chat. Well, of course, smooth Auntie Jen, she plays it off like, oh, thank you for asking. Um, but you know, Sam had mentioned it before to us that you guys are husband and wife. And Sam knows immediately, that's a lie. She's lying. And now... Chaz somehow gets it twisted and thinks that maybe Tom was the hacker because Tom didn't mention anything about the newbie revolution chat when they were hanging out. I don't know how this happened. I don't know how automatically Jennifer, knowing that they were husband and wife, gets twisted in Chaz's mind to then being Tom must be the hacker. Um. Anyways, but like... Then Jennifer tries to spin it and deflect it like, oh, everything was going fine until this guy came in, a.k.a. Oliver. Sam sees right through it because she's like, there's no fucking way Oliver would be the hacker right away. But now Chaz is suspicious of Oliver now, too. And so it's really funny. Sam can see right through the bullshit and is immediately 
suspicious of Jennifer, but Chaz now is like, huh, huh, it could be anybody. Um, so then Sam and Raven are the influencers this round. So they get together for the blocking. Sam lets Raven know all about the hacker shit that she found out and that, you know, she now thinks Tom and Jennifer can't be trusted. But ultimately, hell have no wrath like a woman scorned. <laughs> and Marvin gets the fucking boot. He is out of there. Raven does not care. She's like, yeah, Tom and Jennifer may be tricky, but I 100% know I can't trust that Marvin motherfucker. <laughs> um, so immediately, Marvin again gets the choice to go see somebody, and he goes to see Raven. He, Chaz is shocked that Marvin did not get, uh, that Jennifer or Tom did not get one of the boots. Because uh, Chaz is kind of like, whoa, I get it, like Marvin was a dog, but like Jennifer or Tom are the untrustworthy here's. Uh, Jen is just going ham. Jennifer is so happy. Xanthi and Brett are just going ham because both Tom and her have survived another raiding. So, like I said, Marvin, she goes and sees Ra- he goes and sees Raven. They talk about, you know, hey, we had all this potential for a connection, but you fucked it up, Marvin. <laughs> and, you know, she says that she heard from Tom and that if Marvin had came to her first about what he did, it, that would be one thing. But, you know, there were other players that she doesn't trust. However, she does not trust Marvin at all. So I think, like, from my opinion, I think it would have been smart of Raven to keep Marvin around because, like, if she would have spared Marvin, that would have had her immediately on his side for the rest of the game because he would have been, like, so thankful and have so much gratitude because she didn't vote him off and, like, accepted his apology. Just saying. But... I don't know, maybe Raven is like, fuck it, I know I'm so, like, well-liked in this game, I don't need to worry about that. Okay. Um, then Marvin leaves his message for the circle, and everyone sees that this hunky man is real. He's popping his pecs for everybody, because God forbid he buttons up a shirt ever. And, you know, he ends his message with a big old flex of his arms, and still gets Raven all spiced up. So, you know, she may be over Raven. You know, they may not talk anymore. But Raven still, whew, she gets the coochie sweats from, <laughs> from him for sure. Um, so then uh, Chaz asked Tom in the circle chat, why didn't he bring up the rebellion chat uh, when they were influencers? Tom argues that, you know, I didn't bring it up because nothing happened of it, so I didn't think there was anything to talk about it. I I kind of agree. I think Chaz is now just trying to grab at anything to see who he can make out to be not trustworthy. When really, he needs to be figuring out his Jennifer! Jennifer sucks! God damn it, she hacked you! Get out of here! <laughs> um, so, pretty much we're at this position where Chaz and Sam are very suspicious of either Jennifer or Tom... For not saying anything about the rebellion. And Tom and Chaz then have a private chat. They kind of hash it out. Stuff like that. And then this is when Tom realizes that, oh, Jen was the hacker. And because of my association with Jen, I'm suspicious too. Um, so then... Another game comes in the circle, and Tan France, everybody's favorite fashion gay, comes and uh, judges people because they have to decorate a mannequin with an outfit that would best dis- best capture them. 
Um, you know, and everybody comes up with some weird ass shit. I think Sam comes up with this like denim dress that Tan loves, but I was like, ooh, that looks like a, <laughs> I don't know. It was, I, I was like, that's a bad dress. I don't like that. Ultimately though, uh, Chaz ends up winning that, um, challenge game or whatever and I really liked his outfit it was kind of like 70s hippie but also like modern and it had like very cool green color and I love it green's my favorite color so I loved his outfit um and so he wins a little hangout sesh with a friend that he gets to pick Oliver is immediately like you better pick me or else you're gonna drop in my ratings Chaz doesn't even think about Oliver Chaz is so dumb like Chaz is like Oliver who? What? I'm actually taken in real life, so I do not remember flirting with them. And they go and uh, Chaz takes Sam to the hangout room and they just have a fun little, you know, chit chat about stuff and, you know, being the silly girls they are. Oliver, of course, is like, I'm not happy about this. (laughs) So interestingly, while Chaz and Sam go and do their hangout, Tom starts a conversation with Jen Jennifer, why am I calling her Jen? Her She goes by Jennifer because he knows that Jennifer is the hacker now. And Tom brings it up right away and asks if she is. And interestingly, we see Xanthi and Brett debate this back and forth. Xanthi wants to tell Tom right away because she thinks Jennifer has always been honest and 100% loyal with Tom. So we should tell him and he will use that honesty as like us being genuine with him. But Brett is like, deny, deny, deny. Um, And so, you know, he doesn't want to give Tom any form of ammo that he could use. However, they end up deciding that they will tell Tom that she was the hacker. And for the first time ever, Tom is not laughing. And he's like really pissed that Jennifer lied to him. Uh, And he, like, remembers that she said to him, like, oh, Tamira's being weird to me, you know, trying to get Tom to not like Tamira. Um, So this leaves, you know, Tom feeling very troubled and unsure of what to do with this information. He's kind of like, do I go out and just say, like, hey, Jennifer was the hacker? Do I stay just loyal to her 100% and hope she does that for me? We don't know. So now... It's love day in the circle, which I I don't, does this mean like it was Valentine's Day when they were recording? I don't know. I think it's pretty much the producers are like, oh, these people are starting to fucking hate each other. So maybe we need to infuse a little love into this game. Um, So this essentially means everyone's apartments get like decorated with heart balloons and pink stuff. You know, like essentially it's a Valentine's Day party. The circle chat opens for love days. And everyone is asked to share what they've loved most about their time in the circle. You know, everyone gets nice and goo gaga, sentimental, saying how much they love the people they've met and how much they've grown being in a 12-day group chat. I don't know. I'm like, how much do you grow being isolated in an apartment by yourself talking in a group chat? Is there a lot of growth that comes with that? I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I could, I've never experienced it, so I guess I'm wrong. Chaz uh, starts a group chat with Tom and Jennifer after all this love has been thrown around and essentially says, you know, he forgives them and also apologizes to them for any, like, negativity. He just wants to, you know, leave the circle knowing he's in a good place with them. 
then this is where we get, everybody gets their special messages from home, you know, every season, any type of, you know, com competition show like this, you know, it always love to get a message from home and so it gets the tears flowing from everybody you know i'm not a monster i shed some tears too seeing people you know wish their loved ones good luck and you know it was people's girlfriends and their partners and moms and dads blah 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 blah, blah. i would like to note, based on the house we saw brett's dad record from my uh Stance on them definitely being rich assholes and golfing at racist golf courses stands. I'm going to say that. <laughs> um, anyways, otherwise, you know, the messages were fine. I'm not going to go on about, like, what they're... It, it's essentially all the same. They're just saying, like, good luck. Bring home the money. We're so proud of you. Nothing really exciting. I will say, what if Raven's sisters kind of looks like Simone Biles? Did anybody else catch that? Am I the only one that noticed that? I thought it was... Yeah, I don't know. Anyways... Um, now, after everybody got their messages, the circle comes in and is like, ha ha, bitch, you're not, le not happy for long. It's time for the last rating. And now this time, though, there won't be any influencers to go and chat about who will be blocked. Um, it's just the last person ranked, so the bottom player, you're out of here. So interestingly, Jen decides to still rank, or I'm sorry, Tom decides to still rank Jen first. While Jen decides to rank Chaz first. <laughs> and very interestingly, Jen puts Tom last. So sadly, Tom, who thought, all right, I'm going to stay 100% loyal to Jennifer. I'm not going to tell her secret about being the influence, about being the hacker, all that stuff. Damn, damn, blows right up in his face. Poor guy. Jennifer, you bitch. You did it. That's not cool. I never wanted Jennifer in this game in the first place. <laughs> um, so then, uh, you know, the ratings finally come in. And right off the bat, they don't even go from, like, you know, they just start right at the bottom. And Tom is last. And you can tell everybody in that game is fucking they're just like, what? They were not expecting Tom. Like, you can tell Jen got him. And that's what Chaz realizes. Tom realizes it. And it's just like, oh, we got got. Tom is really sad. I feel bad for him. He's honestly, like, really shaken. You can tell that he, you know, was honest with his, you know, his uh, alliance with Jen. And he stuck with it. But clearly... It didn't. So Tom gets the option to go visit someone. He goes and visits Jen, a.k.a. Brett and Xanthi, of course. Um, and he sits and talks with them. They explain, like, the whole second chance thing that they got. And immediately they talk about, like, Sam, Raven, and Chaz are, like, the impenetrable three that definitely run the game. I would say so, too. They're my favorites. I hope the three of them, it comes down to them of who's going to win. Uh, and, you know, so clearly... Tom doesn't care at this point. He's like, oh, okay, great game. You played a wonderful 50-year-old woman, chap. And he leaves, goes on his way. Back in the circle, Chaz now gets an alert that he is the highest rated player for that rating. And so now, as a result, he gets to be the super secret influencer, which means he will get to decide who is blocked in the next round. And that's where it ends, episode 12. 
So at this point, it is Sam, Raven, Chaz, Oliver. Who else? <laughs> I forgot. Um, Jen and Tamira, who are left. And so now Chaz is going to go and block somebody in person that we see. I really hope it's Jen. I really, really hope it's Jen. I hope Chaz is like, fuck this lady. Fuck her hacking me. Fuck Tom getting kicked out when he shouldn't have. I really, I'd be so sad if Jennifer ends up in the finale because I did not like Xanthi and Brett. And on principle, I wanted them out of here. They were kicked off first because nobody liked them. So get out of here. You sucked from the beginning. You don't get another chance. I know I'm very passionate about this. Probably more passionate than is needed. But, um, yeah, so the finale will come out uh, this Wednesday, and we will find out who gets that hundred grand, who wins the circle, and who is, like, the top influencer in the world, baby. <laughs> I'm also interested for them to find out, like, the second chance twist. Um, I'm curious, like, what people are going to react to with... Um, when they talk to Shuby about the rebel, the rebellion he wanted to start, you know, the coup that he wanted to start, um, you know, and just go from there. I don't know how I ended up talking for an hour and a half about the circle, but um, I know this is very different than my usual, like, Sister Wives content and stuff. But next week, I will be covering Sister Wives. Um, and then from there, I think I'm going to talk some 90 Day Fiance um, yeah, and then, remember, we're going to be coming into March soon. It's already the fucking 15th of January. Oh, my God. I feel like January's flying by. Uh, but March will be here before we know it, and so Seeking Brother Husbands is going to be coming. Whoop, whoop, whoop! Again, um, 20 episodes. Can you believe it? 20 episodes, girls. Crazy. I am thankful, again, so much for everybody listening, subscribing, giving a five-star review wherever you listen, all of that stuff. The love that I've gotten for the podcast and the following has just really been fun. Um, and yeah, I, I, I really hope it just keeps getting bigger and better. So if you haven't already, find the podcast on Instagram at Adventures in Reality TV. You can email the podcast uh, at adventuresinrealitytv at gmail.com. I also have a Twitter can find me there at Advent and Reality. And yeah, just um, keep on keeping on. Be good to one another. Don't be an asshole. Bye. This has been a production of See Money Entertainment. Follow us on Instagram at Adventures in Reality TV or on Twitter at Advent in Reality.